Welcome, welcome. The story that doesn't die. I'm Stetson. This is Jackie. And the LFO. The LFO. He's joined us. He's uh, not just going to be background fodder like he was in the first two. I don't know about that. You're a real boy now. I'll probably still be background fodder, but. Probably so. If not, it'll be that air conditioner right behind your face. I think we're doing good on that right now. I actually don't hear it in my headphones. Yeah, so no, we're clear. Jackie, Jax. You want me to call you Jackie or Jax on here? Oh, you've already called me Jackie. Now. I can cut that shit out, though. <laughs> What'd you call yourself? I called Jack myself Jackie. Okay. Well, you want, well, I know on the little logo thing you said Jax, so you wanted to be yeah. cool and have a good name. Well, that's a logo. We're talking about the person, though. Right. That's true. Well, she's been Jax for a long time, though. See? So, I don't ever call her that shit. <laughs> what are we talking about today? That or the Jackmaster, and I the Jack- not go by that. <laughs> That's good. The Jack Stetson, the Jackmaster, and LFO. I Man, can't nobody long- say that shit five times fast. <laughs> I wish I've known you long enough to actually use that. The Jackmaster. <laughs> I couldn't even say it with a straight face. Dude. No, it's good. I like that. Hey, Jackmaster, what are we talking about today? See, it doesn't work. I can't. It doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't. What the fuck are we talking about today? 9-11. This is the 20th year. It is the 20th anniversary. Um, we're What's today's date? Today is September 7th. We're recording it. Um, we actually, we're going to do 20 and Bat Club. Right. Which we're going to push back until a later date because we realized, oh, fuck, we're going to do this in September. 20th anniversary. Why not do 9-11? Now, we're going to do a two-part on 9-11, right? Right. Yeah, I think there's a little <coughs> too much to digest in one. Well, I mean, dude, we could sit here, you know, like we were talking off air a minute ago, you and I, we could sit here and talk about just the facts and take up the first episode, probably a good a good solid hour. Yeah, I mean, because you got to go back way before 9-11. Right, it didn't just happen at five or well, 8.30 the, that morning. The, well, these people, for some reason, we allowed people to come over here that have never wanted to fly an airplane in their life to just say, here, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll put you through class to right. learn how to fly a jumbo jet. You know, it blows my mind. Never. My mind. And that, that happened like two years before. It's well thought out. It was. I, it I was a very, not uh, to, not to be that guy, but it was a very well thought out, meticulous plan. Yeah. That and, they pulled off. And that, well, they, they almost pulled it off to perfection. Almost. almost. You know, if, <laughs> good old American boys on United 93 decided, nah, not today. <laughs> not today. Yeah. Thank God some baggage kid forgot some lady's bag and they took off late. Right. <laughs> when did you guys start questioning anything to do with 9-11? Well, you know, we talked a little bit last time, and I was sitting in uh, Miss Bailey's fucking math class in 12th grade when it happened. I think you were down the hall. You were painting a trash truck somewhere in probably Kansas. I don't know. It, no, it was in Arkansas. It was in Arkansas. <laughs> an Arkansas trash truck. I remember, and I and it's, it's, funny that you, it's funny that you say that because I actually remember – Sitting in there watching, we had the little TVs in the corner. You remember those? Right. The little bitty, yeah. teeny, tiny ones. And we were all, like, watching it, and everybody's kind of freaking out. And Miss Miss Bailey was, like, oh, dramatic and shit like she always was for everything. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting there going, why? Why would, why? Why today? Like, I, I wasn't even upset. It I was, was just, like. It was a weird day. Like, the. I was, like, why? On what did, my time. first thought was, what did, what did, what did we do? What did the U.S. do to make this happen? Because, you know, we're as great as we are, we are. Have some, you ever saw a movie Three Kings? Yes. That is 20 years after we began that. Yes. And it, most of it had to do with Israel, too, which, you know, uh, when somebody takes something at the tip of a sword, they usually own it, but not in Israel's case. Right. You know. So that was my thought. You know, what, what did the U.S. do to warrant this attack? Because, again, America's badass. Don't get me wrong. 
I love living here. I love being an American. But I also know we can be some shitheads sometimes. Politically and in war, we can be some shitasses sometimes. So my first thought, and I, you know, I don't really tell people because they look at you like, that was your first thought? You didn't even care about the lives? I'm like, well, I did. But I also know that nothing like that is ever going to happen on our soil without something leading up to it, right? Right. There's got to be some kind of precursor. There's got to be some kind of want for them to do that. I don't see people just going to be like, you know what? You know what I'm going to do this week, next week? You know what? Tuesday, next week. I'm just going to put two planes and some buildings and then one in the Pentagon and one in a field. I'll say this. One of the things that people in any other country, I don't care where it is, any other country that grew up in another country, they'll tell you straight up, that's something you're not going to understand is you've never been actually fucking oppressed. No. You've never had to deal with foreign trade that limits how much rice that can even be bought in a grocery store. Right. I mean, we've never had to deal with that. So all of the building blocks that led up to 9-11 was foreign policy born, you know, way before we ever had a, right. a say in it, you know. Besides political shit and, you know, saying this is their country no matter what you say and we're going to stand behind them. And matter of fact, we're going to arm them. So right. that if you come throwing rocks, they're going to blow your ass off the planet, you know. And that that's why you see people still say, you know, we stand with Israel and all that. But that, that's that old foreign policy that led us here. You know, I'm not saying that Israel shouldn't be a country. But what I'm saying is, is they should earn it themselves and not have a, a big brother standing behind right. them saying, hey, look. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. No, I agree. Touchy subject. I agree. Well, and I feel like anything we talk about today in this podcast is going to be touchy theirs. in some way or another to somebody or somebody else. You know what I mean? Because nobody's going to agree. There's no, not any well. one person that ever agrees with what's, what actually yeah. happened versus what they think happened. Well, and, that's when you're trying to rationalize something that's irrational. Right. But what happened was irrational. Yes. You know what I mean? It, yes. That could have, you know, actually had a real country and came at us that way, too. Like, the, I guess the Taliban is now. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I mean, and I don't think we realized, or I didn't at the time, how much that would change our exi- our everyday existence. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. It, honestly, it didn't even register. It was almost like... Watching a TV it show. It was almost like watching a TV show yeah. because yeah. that stuff doesn't happen here. And I remember going, I think I was in cosmetology. <laughs> Shut up. And like going over and we were waiting. You didn't learn much, the, did you? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we were waiting oh, to get in class, and everybody kept saying, you know, it's Afghanis and this right. and that. I'm like, why does it have to be? Yeah, they just kept, all I heard was, was they were immediate. terrorists. There wasn't was a single Afghani in, there was mostly Egyptians, to be honest. That, it, was it was actually like, a lot of nationalities that weren't Saudi or But again, or it's kind of like whenever people look at certain races that are in, in, you know, North America, they don't think that that dude is from Detroit. They don't think that that dude is from New York. It's like, oh, you look like that guy. Yeah, well, you know, like you, they can't tell anybody anybody apart. In the Bible, it tells you to spread the word. In the Quran, it's more about gathering soldiers. Right. I mean, it's it doesn't say that, but it's saying gather as many people as you can. There's a war coming. I mean, it's that simple. So when you were watching it, and this for both of you, when you were watching it, your first thought leads into what? You know what I mean? Like, what did you think after that? Did you listen to the people that were around you that were probably freaking out? Because I know that in the classroom that I was in, there were several people that were started crying. And especially, like, there were teachers coming in and out. And then I can't remember who our principal was. Big dude, Buckethead, was that his name? 
Steve Williams? Steve Williams. So, we called him Bughead. I don't know if he's in there. He ain't listening to this shit. So, he's probably dead by now anyways. No, he's not. Is he not? Fuck. Okay, well. (laughs) Sorry, dude. But uh, he kept coming in and out of the room. I'm like, is it really that bad? Like, we're we're in Malvern, Arkansas. Like, I don't remember anyone around me. I remember looking up at the TV, and we didn't really do anything that period. But I don't remember anything else. I remember going home at lunch, and I think I had to kind of like, it finally hit me. I asked my mom, "Do I have to go back to school?" Right. <laughs> well, we'd only been in we'd yeah. only been in class for like two weeks because it was you know two yeah, or three weeks see, after we started. Me, so we was, really uh, weren't doing much that day, anyways. Like he said, I was at work and it wasn't a trash truck; it was a tree trimming. It was a West tree truck or APNL, whatever. But we we heard it on the radio, like a lot of people at work did. You know, Tommy Smith. Yeah. You know, he brought it to life, and uh, I knew it was something more than what we could pick up from the radio. When uh when my boss called and said, y'all go home, be with your families. Well, my family's at work. My coworkers' family were at work. So we went to the wagon wheel and uh, sat there with the bar owner. I've known him for years, and we drank for free. That's he, the part he fed of, us yeah. that day, and we all just sat there and tried to digest what's going on, you know. And I think that's the part that got me the most was I didn't feel bad. I felt weird because I wasn't reacting like – a lot of other people were. Same with me. You know, like it was more of, am I supposed to be upset right now? Like I see a lot of people, not everybody, of course, but I see a lot of people around me like freaking out. Yeah. And like, oh, I got to get home to my family. I got to get home to my family. Like, are they coming to Malvern, Arkansas that's next? What I was like, thinking, like well, you know what I mean? Like it's so far removed from us at the time that it just. Well, right. that shows you how ill prepared we were. You know, it gave right. a lot of preppers in that moment. Real validation. Justification, yeah. Because nobody knew where the next plane was going to fall out of the sky. That's no, true. These people That's turned true. the transponders off. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, I'm not, there was a lot of people that went way overboard. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it validated a lot of people saying, hey, look, anything can fucking happen. I've, I've watched more scenarios on doomsday prayers. Oh, yeah. That are off the charts wacky. There are some that make and you think, like, one, what is wrong with had you? Had I have seen no. that one, I would have said that one's wacky. Right? I, I pride myself happened. in being a prepper. I really do. But it's kind of like you got to have a basis. Like, you got to have a, this shit is right, you know, it's tangible. You got to have a standard. But, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of those people, I mean, they've got wire fencing around their house with cans and everything. And that's not realistic for the world we're in. No, but no, I mean, because that means anybody can be silent, <laughs> you know. It's like my plan. My I have a bug out point, and our plan is to have enough supplies for three months there, while we set up a real perimeter around it. It's got a pretty good deal because you know those kind of catastrophes catastrophes work from the center out. You know, they start in the cities where all the supplies are, and then they start spiraling out. It's trying just to like find the Walking them. Dead. It, I mean, it really is, but. I'm, or I'm contagion. Be, I, I'm on the edge of that outside. 28 days you later. You know what I mean? So I, I realized, too, that in three months, I'm going to be defending my shit. Right. So right. That's the purpose of my prep, to there so we can fortify it. <laughs> and I think that's more, like, that's that realistic. was a huge fear, too, because most of us weren't in those buildings. Most of us didn't know anyone in those buildings right. or on those planes. But it was the sense of how vulnerable we became. Absolutely. You know, and that, I think we felt untouchable before. I know that, I, I mean... We oh yeah, America. no. There's there's a going to happen. Here. There is a definite feeling of we are America. 
you can't do anything to us. That but was shattered that day. On the other side, on the, on the flip side of the whole felt vulnerable, felt like anything can happen, there was also the flip side to where everybody's like, how fucking dare they do that to us? We're America. Sure, they went, you know after, what I mean? so, they went after our American pride, but right. they hit us in the wallet at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world's wallet. That it was As much as we want to take it personally, it was as much of an attack on the capitalistic setup Idea. of the entire world. You know, yeah. we took it on the chin. Uh, they, but, World but they Trade Center one and bigger, two. Well, they, I mean, were, they were trying <laughs> yeah. to make a bigger statement than just fucking with America. You know? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. It was yeah. attack on the American Toby ideals Keith, as well, though. Toby Keith wrote a great song, but it was bigger than that song. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, they weren't just attacking a physical a physicality. Yeah. It was more about the idea of what yeah. America is. Well, sure, and, and the American ideals, and the fact <clears> that. No matter where you go, Western culture is there. I don't. I don't care if it's East India or right. West Africa. There's somebody with some Nikes on and a yep. old Bush Light shirt somehow. Somehow, <laughs> or a Terry Labonte well, cornflake shirt. Back in that know? day, it was a Dale Earnhardt Jr. hat. Well, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's always crazy stuff like that. It's like how do they, how do they even get that? Of right. all the things, you know. Now I understand whenever like somebody loses the Super Bowl, and then you see like at, you know some African country's got all the losers fucking winter well, shirt. Well, on. Yeah, but they lost. <laughs> well, got to do something with them. They you know lost, I mean? but they already printed the that they won shirt. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You see, every oh, at, you. you know African yeah. country has a crap that, ton of those. Those become mattresses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> those become dish rags in Nigeria. Nine uh, eleven. So. All right, hey, your original question was where did you start questioning things? So for me, I've never questioned the terrorism aspect of it. But I do question the leaders at the time who did things because they knew shit was kind of fucked up right now. We can get away with some shit. You know, there was there were some buildings and stuff. Well, that, that, also and, goes and lots of files that could have got really, you know, that did get burned up that really didn't serve a purpose to, t- to any, like, terrorist right you know what i'm saying yeah they get littered on the streets for me it's always been the conspiracy conspiracy of what our government does after they get punched in the face and and that's that's my whole thing the government always protects itself no matter what and yeah as it should but at the same time it doesn't have to you know spill blood to do it you know the church did that and it didn't work out well right and i don't think they learn from history i don't think that they take history into account certain aspects and certain tactics they're not you see that's that's what's tough about when you're those actual people in the government i'm not talking about fucking our goddamn representatives i'm talking about the actual people who are somebody's representatives who are making these decisions they're not looking at history they're making it in those moments they make decisions that have repercussions for years or they don't or it's or, like or, cigarette smoking you know, man in x good I'm just there. There are always people making decisions that you don't know about, man. It's just well, and that you'll never just, know about. You should most times. Yeah, you really shouldn't. You know, because they've already made five other decisions to hide the real decision from you. I mean, that's kind of how it works. For me, conspiracy I assume, is, I don't is more about cover up than anything else. You right. know, it's like uh, the Henry and Ives thing. I've got that on my list of shit. So, with boys on the tracks. Yeah, man. I think we owe it justice. Oh, uh, Hell Camino needs to go take a picture at the memorial thing too. Yeah, there's a there's a whole stone like Henry and Ives thing that I really think we should take a picture at. <laughs> Just work that into the. It would podcast, be great, but it would. So <laughs> to answer your question, I I didn't question it at first. I don't really, and I I can say this twenty years later. I don't really think I gave a shit per well, se. Uh, age, you know has, what I mean. Age has everything right. to do. With I mean, that. I was seven. I was seventeen. 
it's so, not that I didn't give a shit, but there was absolutely nothing I could do about right. it either. So, and, and my thing is, at seventeen apathetic. years old, I'll, I'll tell you, she'll tell you, I was a fucking snot-nosed kid, dude. Like, I, yeah, well, apathetic. This, this was I, my well, that's world. What I'm saying, I think apathetic is a this better was my word world right for here. not giving a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So. Not giving a shit's a little harsh, but you right. were apathetic towards it. You know? Yeah. Well, no, I, I can honestly say I didn't give a shit. It didn't. It, I can say that for me. Okay. I think well, it, well, I mean, you're right. It's apathetic as well, but yeah, I I looked at it and I was like, huh, I wonder what we did to deserve that. And then I went on about my day. You know what I mean? Like it, I didn't go, I didn't go home and question whether I could go home and you know stay home or not. I didn't really care if we had school the next day. I was just like, oh fuck, all right, well, back to fucking flirting with whoever over here and talking to Dylan Smith. You know what I mean? So I remember that <laughs> afternoon I went to go get gas and there was like lines of people oh yeah who couldn't go get gas. Yeah. I, that those are like. And grocery stores and the gas stations like there was you couldn't even get into the parking lots well and as we know after uh the toilet paper place shuts down for a week what can happen and that's what happened those oil refineries shut down for a day and that was the back end of it people panicked a little bit went out and bought up everything and then we kind of had an issue for a couple of days you know yeah supply and demand those refineries went out for a week a whole week, like if if they were to bomb one of those, God bless the, the the trade towers. But if they would have hit one of those, it would have really fucked the world up a lot more. I mean, yeah, well, honestly, that would not, that would not all, have just affected us. <laughs> that would have affected a lot. And, of well, other and all they really needed for that was a Cessna. You know? That's it. <laughs> That's it. They didn't have to take the biggest fucking plane we had at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, commercial and plane. fly at five hundred miles an hour, and that was one five hundred and fifty-seven. I that do was remember one that of the, the thing I watched that I day. came out of today's like show prep was five hundred. Uh, jumbo jets fly usually around the three hundred miles. It's usually between two fifty. Oh, that and throttle 30. was tilted, sir. I mean, they were even going. the pilots on board have probably never flown one of those planes that fast. They don't realize how close to failure. You know, with full tank of uh, fuel in each wing, the wings are really vulnerable yeah. to all kinds of shit. When you, well, I mean, when you, you, everybody's seen the foam airplane dad chunked out there and the <laughs> wings broke off. You know, it's that, the same that's thing. a good point because you know a lot. A lot of people say that what hit the Pentagon wasn't a full-size plane like that. But if you're going 600 miles an hour, 550 miles an yeah. hour, you can lose the wings because yeah. you, there's no stability. And I, honestly, that's probably the reason why the hole wasn't as big as a Well, and we're not talking about just a building. We're, we're talking about the Pentagon. If you've ever seen anything as to how that thing is built. It's huge. Well, besides that, it's built with like four-foot-thick walls. Yeah. And, you know, there's eight consecutive rings of them. I mean, it's seriously a bunker. It's fortified. Yeah, absolutely yeah. fortified. I mean, it's amazing that just one jumbo did that to me. Right. To, and then like, people <laughs> consider that not not to be a jumbo jet. I'm like, but stand next to it. I work right beside. Well, look, look at pictures <laughs> online of the workers that are standing there yeah. clearing it out, and I'm like, good lord, that's a big hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But it's like that's you know talking about going 550. I think it was 557. We're also the, talking the, the about one that sent the one that hit the South Tower second was going 557 miles an hour, and it turned sideways at 557 miles an hour. Yeah, it's oh. crazy, dude. Oh, dude was dude almost missed it to be honest. He really did. A he. Lot, uh, I've heard a lot of pilots talk about what it takes to fly those airplanes without the controls, like to actually stick it. It's not easy. Damn to near fly. impossible. It, well, yeah. it's just not an easy airplane to fly. It reacts real slow, and it's if you've ever uh, been on ice or, or if you've driven a jet ski and tried to go slow, it doesn't work because the only time it 
goes and turns is when you're on the throttle. So you're sitting there going back and forth all the time trying to go uh, to no white zone. I look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that's the same thing with those airplanes. The Get cargo fast. The reactions are real slow, dude. Almost bungled it all together. They did. Well, actually, both of them were like that. Yeah. The yeah, ones that hit the two main towers. Yeah. The, the second one was worse than the first one. The first one, dude, had it lined up pretty good. He did, but he also was really high on the building, too. Yeah. The second one yeah. got up in the meat of that son of a bitch. Yeah, well, they understood how buildings fall. I don't know how many shows you can watch today about demolition, but all you have to do is weaken main beams. Is it? And whether it's... Corner beams, man. All it takes is more weight than they can handle, and the whole building falls down anyways. That's why they're made the way they're made. Well, and that's why it did do what it did. So when you take out seven floors and the top stack falls that... 70 feet. When we talk about seven floors, we're like, oh, that's not, not really. Oh, that's, that's 100 feet. feet. Yeah. yeah, 10 so feet, yeah, per. When, when you've got, you know, another 40 floors above, that, that sandwich gets smashed every yeah. time. It's amazing balls, actually. It is very amazing. You know, I think that was what fascinated me more than anything at the time was the sheer scope of how big this is. Yeah. Physically, not 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 in the, you know, grand scheme of the world and all that. I'm like, damn, that was a fucking big explosion. Yeah, it was one of the wonders you know? of the world. And then <laughs> also, you know, when we sat there, I remember sitting there watching it live when they collapsed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that is fucked up. Like that building's 110 stories. What was that 400 something, 500 feet, yeah. feet in the air, whatever it is? Just went. Boop, 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 boop. Oh yeah. Hey, you know when you talking about when it got real for you? When it got real for me was when they fucked up and showed us a jumper. Oh yeah, no, the guy that was TV. upside down with his foot with his it you was know, crooked. I was like re- oh. regular TV. Yeah. They're they're like, what's going on? Is that paper falling? I'm like, oh oh my goodness. Yeah. Whoops. You know, they they stopped <laughs> following him when he got to the trees when they like yeah. everything clicked. It's like we're not supposed to show this on TV. But know? then I remember that's after when that, it got real. But for after me. that, they started showing like broad scopes of everybody waving the white flags and stuff out of the windows. You remember that? Yeah, trying to get help. Right, and I'm just like, you guys are a hundred feet up or a hundred floors up. Yeah, like, and, <laughs> and seven floors of stairs are toast. One of the one of the weird things is the port authority was who was in charge of the buildings at the time, and they thought it was an accident to begin with. So they were trying to keep people in the building. Right. They literally had security people at the front door saying, "Go back to your floors. Go back to your floors. You can't leave." And I'm like, "Fuck you again! This I'm out. This motherfucker. It just blows my mind that that we're ants like that. These worker bees who have infested this building for so long came to a door when they knew danger." Something, some there's danger up there, but yet they turned around and uh, the, you know, went back to their office, man. The documentary and, we were talking about earlier, I, I was watching it, and they there was a Port Authority guy on there. He was a security guard. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, He was like, yeah. He's like, I thought it was weird that I was having to tell people to go back to their offices, but you know, we didn't know what was going on. And I'm like, a fucking plane just hit the building. Well, I'm not going to go back to my office on the 81st floor when it hit the fucking 84th. For me, as that security <laughs> you know I mean? guard, I have do to ask myself, sure, I'll take, ma'am, the, you're supposed to go back to your office, but I'm not keeping you in this goddamn building. Right. It is your building. choice. It just, it just blows my mind that people were willing to accept that. I'm not at my fucking place. I don't care if it's Mm-mm. a garbage can Mm-mm. fire. I'm, Stop I'm me. Yeah. St- try. Exactly. <laughs> try. I'm going to go. Real, I'm, hey, look, I'm going to go throw you if one I, way or the other. You know what I mean? I, so. If I have abandoned my post at that point yeah. and made it to the door. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> if, it's, if it's between me jumping out of this motherfucker I, and walking at it, guess what? I'm just telling I'm going to walk it. Y'all would have found me with ash on him. 
I'd have had ass on me. <laughs> I was still clocked in, sir. I don't think there was a lot of people that walked away that day that didn't have some ash on them after I, all that I'm shit just collapsed. saying, I would have been outside. Oh, no. Security I, yeah. guard or not. You know, it's, it was, you there's another po- part Are you of willing to kill me, sir? Right. I mean, no. you, you. yeah, no, you're not going to no. kill me for leaving no. the building. And I this is not that. <clears throat> but there was a... Um, lose your job. The helicopter that was circling the building after the first plane, the head, the, they interviewed the pilot. And the pilot's like, okay, we were trying to see if there was anybody on top, but we couldn't see because of all the smoke and stuff. And he's like, they don't understand that. How are we supposed to get people out of these windows? Like, we, yeah, we're not no. equipped for no. side of building rescue. We're not. We can do the top where there's a flat, and we can come down and drop the basket and all that. But we can't drop the. I can't. I forget what the name of the basket is, but we can't drop the basket to the side of the building. Yeah, like you can't do that. And they, you know, everybody's like, they they hate us because we couldn't do more. But what were we supposed to do? That's uh, that's every high rise in the world spends more money on trying to safely get people out of the building than they do even getting your couch in it. You know, what I'm saying? it it amazes me that they even have buildings that high, and people would actually want to carry their groceries that fucking far. Yeah, no. I, you know? no. Yeah, when I hear that, like the Marriott that was in it was in one of the towers that yeah. was actually inside is like uh, is like fifty floors up. I'm right. like, I am not. If that elevator goes out, I am not walking fifty flights of fucking stairs up. Yeah, that's down. I can do that because that's weight. That's gravity. I got you up. No. Oh, no. Not doing it. The Hunter Stair Challenge. With luggage? No. Yeah, no it's it's not happening. Thing. It may not actually happen. I probably can't do it. I don't know. I'm not a city boy. So. And at 17, I probably wouldn't want to do it. At 37, I probably can't do it because my hip's fucked up. I mean, I wouldn't mind staying in that hotel. But somebody's gonna carry my bags if the damn elevator ain't working. Well, I'm yeah, I'd, I'd pay that fifty dollars for the bellman to bring him up there. You know what I'm saying he's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Don't worry, man. There ain't no tip in it for you. Just do it, man. Yeah. Imagine like when Limp Biscuit did the rolling video. It was on top of the World Trade Center, right? Yeah. Imagine having to take all that shit up, all that crap up to the top. Imagine if Hell Camino did a video on top of the World Trade Center. Do you think? I'm trying to think of when. Do you think a Lefty Ray Williams would ever be on top of no, that son of a bitch fucking happening. plane? Not no. happening. I, I, I did good to get him look out the window 20 floors up of a casino. Excalibur. Yeah. yeah. No, man, I ain't doing it. No. I think, I think it was 24. It was 24 because I think we were on the 20-something. We yeah, the very top. But it's, they talked about that, and I'm like, I couldn't even imagine. And they have six people in their band. We have three. I couldn't imagine taking all of our gear, even in an elevator. 110, probably 11 at that point, floors straight up to the top. Look, I'm a big dude, but when you're that high, a good wind gust probably take my ass off the side of that thing. Well, man, they spent 100, 200 grand on that video, and most of that was getting their gear to the top. Right, (laughs) and getting it back down. (laughs) That was all lumping gear, some lazy stage hand. Oh, yeah, some roadie hated Some Some roadie quit that day. He quit. He looked up at that building. He's like, Mm-mm. now I'd be like, doing the, it. it'd be like the Little Rock crew where it's like they know a big concert's coming in, so I guess they call all their friends, temp agencies, yeah. and shit. They have a list because uh, Landreth was on the list. I know, man. Yeah. It blows my mind. I'm like, what? They don't have 
they still use like just Joe. Are you ready? Look, I don't know. And I'm, I'm like when, in 2012, whenever a former band of mine played a uh, Edge Fest, I don't know who it was, but this little girl, and I say little girl in the mu- utmost respect, because she had to be every bit of 90 pounds. Okay, <laughs> she had a like a bikini on with a sports bra. With the radio tucked into the sport. You know how they do okay. in the shirt with the yeah, yeah. collar all down? Yeah, she's like, I hate this music. Hoofing I, lo- it. I love this job. Dude, <laughs> I was I was bringing my stuff up to the stage. She's like, don't worry about it. I got you. I'm 350 pounds. She 90 pounds. Right. My shit's big, okay? My drums are not small. She's like, I got it. Don't worry about it. Don't touch it. Well, you know, it'll be ready when you get there. I was like, what? Dude, five minutes. Yeah. She had all of it up there. I'm like, What? So yeah, th- those work. people are nice. Yeah, yeah those people. They, hey, they love to do that. You want to carry heavy shit for a living? Be my guest, little girl. I'm guessing she wasn't local. I think she was. Hmm. It's hard for me not to know her name though, because I, I don't know who I, she was. I remember though, and she may not have been because I haven't seen her before or since. Yeah, but I know that what you're talking about is sometimes they they do hire out the local people. So yeah, yeah. I just assumed because she knew who we were, and I ain't that big of a fucking. Did we I ain't get that big of a yeah, I was waiting on you to give me the signal, but you were you were like, you know, I was really? listening. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, yeah, we. It's hard for us to not talk. How, about hey, music well, how much how much time have we talked so far? Thirty minutes. It took thirty minutes to get off topic the very first time. Yeah, we're good. Last time it was like thirty eight seconds. We're getting progress. better. It's progress. I tried to be quiet last time too. I know. <laughs> well, but Jacks the Jack the Jackster the what did you what did you call yourself earlier? Jackmaster. The Jackmaster over That's here. That's what Jackie used to call me yeah, all the time. <laughs> Jackmaster. Oh, oh, Jackmaster said, you know what? We ought to get James on the on the thing for real. Like, it works out. And I was like, fuck that guy. No, and then I immediately turned around and asked you. <laughs> I'm glad you did because. Uh, I think you had fun last time and it worked. I did. And I have, so, uh, I have a format that I do and this isn't it. So I like that. It's different. Yeah. yeah. So And I, I brought some cool topics. Yeah, I was looking at your topics earlier, and they, yeah, we can definitely dive into that. But getting back to topic, you have a piece of paper in front of you with a whole bunch of shit written on it. All this is conspiracy-based. Oh, so, so we're I'm not doing that until the next facts. episode, okay? So, well, I mean, we've talked for 30 minutes. Do you want to go kind of, look, there is not a person in this fucking world that doesn't know what 9-11 is. Doesn't already know, like, the kind of sort of, they may not know specifics, but they kind of know the timeline of events, right? 5.30, they boarded the plane. At 8.30, they rammed that son of a bitch into a tower. At 9.15, they rammed the other son of a bitch into a tower. An hour after that, it hit the Pentagon. An hour after that, it hit a field in Pennsylvania. And by 6 o'clock that night, the two towers were on the ground. That's the the shitty way to say it all. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying that it's definitely the long and short of what happened that right. day. So, do you want to explain? I know a lot of people, we, were talking, we kind of talked about it earlier, but a lot of people don't know who, who actually were the hijackers. Like what nationality? What well, man? I wish religion. I wrote down more, but I do know there wasn't a single Saudi or a single Afghani, right? And I'm pretty sure there wasn't an Iraq either. There was mostly, uh, again, regional Egyptian. Again, there was two. I know two different Egyptians, but they're all of the they, Muslim they, faith. These right? people recruit. See, once you. Once you have a person that you've recruited, they're trying to live up to, you know, they this is all fresh and new and, and they're easy to manipulate, you know right. what I mean? So a lot of the people that they had in these positions were were really believing every, you know, they drank the Kool-Aid. I was going to say, they have to, believe, they have to believe the Kool-Aid's awesome uh, to do what they did. And, you know, 
They, they were waiting on their 72 they virgins. They also came over here for the two years and their training and everything and lived it up with hookers and cocaine and beer and did everything. Right. Because, you know, they wanted to blend in. And the Quran also tells you that as a warrior who's fixing to go into jihad, that you can do those things because you're going to die for this righteous cause. For the cause. So all the things they ended up ha- they yeah. came over here with hatred for they ended up a long lasting partaking hatred. in under the guise that they wanted to westernize you know not raise I wonder how many actually like got over here with the goal in mind and then were indulged in the American way of things the Western civilization way of things and were like you know what. I kind of like this cocaine and this hooker. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> it, it happened. A how lot. about we? How about we not not do that thing we're over here for? There were lots of sleeper sales from Russia that ended up liking owning defected, the hardware yeah. store. You know, like I kind of like having the hardware store, not right. just sitting on this ball. I kind of like not having to, you know, drive thirty miles in snow to get a cheeseburger I'm just that saying, I've never there, had before. There was there was you know plenty I mean? of plenty of that. Sure. I guess I didn't know at the time, but I don't know how. M- or why so many of these guys slip by, you know, security of any kind. Because something, you know, that I've, I've got a few facts here. Something was 15 out of 19 of the hijackers had been denied entry to the country. So why were they allowed? To on the plane? Be, on the plane. One thing is you got to, and we all know this now, but post 9-11 and pre-9-11, completely different ball game as far as airport security. That's true. Hundred percent. I mean, for, for that sure. day they changed. They had fake IDs. I yeah, mean, they, fake were, IDs they were and, over in America on different. Right. See, that's one of the one of the weird facts that gets misconstrued. Because you're right, the, they under their real name, they weren't allowed in our country. But when you become a Muslim, you take on a new name, right. and right. they did that legally. So they then took on a, a passport legally with that name and. It was no, all for show. It, I mean, it, well, it, see, they believed it. They, they did, but they it was were, all for the greater, grand, you know, greater scheme. That, of that was their name from that point on. They, they lived it. You know, I, I'll give it to them, man. To be able to pull it off from front to back, to make it through all the classes, and right, you know, and we're I mean? talking. This like, started in the nineties. This was not well, just in you know a you, couple weeks before nine eleven two thousand one. A lot of seat time just to get in an airplane with a guy. Right. I mean, just to. Have him let you take off in an airplane takes commitment. I mean, it's a lot of money too. Uh, well, you got to invest hours and hours into into flight times before you can even right think and, about going uh, up to the cockpit and stuff. In nineteen ninety three, there was a, a building bomb somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but the World Trade Center. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. right was, so, I don't know if it was south or north, but so I think it's one of the guys time. that got one of the guys that got actually arrested. He got arrested for being a bonehead. He went back to U-Haul or Penske, wherever the fuck they rented Rider. the truck for. Rider well, truck. Well, I don't know if it was or not. I don't know. That, that was Oklahoma City for that sure. That was Oklahoma City for sure. But he went back for his $400 deposit. <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking, I mean, God bless America, man. Wow. We pulled the deposit for a reason. Right. <laughs> You blew the truck up, but you gonna get that deposit. How did you even get? Did he go back and say, "You know that truck that y'all found that blew up?" I know. I, Look, damnedest luck. Four hundred dollars is four hundred dollars. Just okay? saying, I happened to be parked at the wrong right. place. <laughs> I'm just glad I wasn't in it. I don't know why I wasn't in it, yeah, but I just he, happened to walk down the street to get a Jimmy John's. You know, he was one of the people we actually had in custody. You know, for being a bonehead. <laughs> four hundred over four hundred dollars. Come on, man. <sighs> <sighs> That's what that that's where we are too. It's like you know he's gonna come back after a deposit. 
We're going to be sitting here waiting. That's now. why you can't get a hotel room nowhere <laughs> without your credit card. You imagine that, that <laughs> conversation in the FBI. It's like, now listen here, Tucker, I need you to go down there and just wait. He's coming. Right. Well, we don't know when, <laughs> but his dumb ass is going to show up. <laughs> I'm here, guys. Yeah, Where's my money? <laughs> he's been changing oil. <laughs> hey, you know them trucks that went boom? Oh, man. I ain't saying I had nothing to do with it, but. It is in my name, and I'd like my money back. Just goes back to the commitment. Yeah, no, there's it's it's a longer, a vastly longer commitment than what anybody really thinks about. I guess. Yeah. Because it started really started in '93, and they even talk about it in a lot of the documentaries too. It's like '93 they decided, oh shit, this thing could actually like come down with a lot of well heat pressure. What, what <laughs> makes '93 significant is Bush was going to take over I think that's right or was about to go out oh but no well clinton came in in 92 93 would have been right that it's what i'm saying bush january would have been in. bush out right. clinton in well, well, yeah i guess that's right 92 was clinton so but he wouldn't well, have technically taken off until 93 yeah. <laughs> i uh, uh, i just know that a lot of what happened was because we all know that george bush senior funded al-qaeda before when they were fighting arm in arm just like we did with the afghan army it's not it's not anything that hasn't happened it's not it's new not, it's gonna happen again it's old people hat. that we fought with turn into terrorists sometimes it just fucking happens for some reason especially right. when we're over there i don't get it well and especially Anyways. when we give them a lot of arms well and and they did what they were supposed to do but the moment that they didn't do what they were supposed to do and we said no that's not going to work that's when you know, started well, this domino falling right. when when Osama bin Laden's own family was willing to turn him over to the Americas or the Americans. That's when he got you know. Okay, look, my own parents are gonna fucking take me out. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's when he realized, you know, gonna live my life out on dialysis and hopefully pull some strings before I die. What's uh What's one aspect of the entire 9-11 thing that you believed 100% that you later found out was absolutely not true? 100%. That's a lot. There's one I can think of off the top of my head, and it, I, thought of, I thought this probably until, like, the 10th anniversary. Well, I don't know. The only thing that comes to mind is one thing that I do take from this is I've seen a lot of footage of first responders sitting around talking about their feelings. There's lots of it out there. On every, almost every Engine number 10 or whatever. Ladder 33. Right. You know, and they're sitting around talking about it. And in none of those conversations have I not heard one of them mention the fact that they didn't find a telephone. Millions of papers flew through the air, chairs, desks, all this thing. But there wasn't a single telephone anywhere. And, and and I don't know how true or not true that is, but I do know that those guys, you watch that footage, several of them in different situations all bring up that same fact, which is kind of weird. It is you weird. Know, but if you kind of know something's going to happen, we're going to switch them out next week, so we're going to pull them out today. Exactly. You know what I mean? So there's, like I said, I've always said I don't disbelieve in the terrorism, but I do believe in what we can do with it. In that first 30 hours, you know, we watch, uh, what's that show? The first 24, first 48, the yeah. first 48 or whatever, you know, things can only happen in that first 48 hours. Once you get past that, it's, you know, we already know the statistics and it's the same thing in tragedy. 
even murderers try to skew, you know, they hang around the scene and be like, oh, gosh, did you see? It's like the ones whenever. <laughs> it was a black car it left. Right. I well, Or the it, ones know? that are just like you can see it on a, there's a crime happen and you'll see a surveillance video or you'll see the news footage and they got the police tape and there's a bunch of people that are sure. you know, eyeballing and like they're all, one of them, one of you. Because yeah. yeah. the natural inclination is I want to see my work at work. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Same thing. What about you? So, I actually argued this point with people for a very long time. I believed what now, of course, when it first happened, nobody really came out and said this Osama bin Laden that ordered this, that constructed this plan. But when it came out, what, months later, whatever it was, it wasn't too long after. It was in the same That's the thing about quarter. terrorists. They like to pump their They brag. Yeah, yeah, he totally said, yeah. There was a, what, a video came out, like, what, a, a couple weeks later or something like that? What you're thinking of is the fact that the person who was actually leading al-Qaeda, even though Osama did pull the strings, he wasn't the leader. You know what I mean? Right. He was, like, the supreme being, I suppose. I don't know, the fucking prophet. Right, he was the, the all-seeing They did what they, you know, yeah. So He was the prophet. That's I the best. firmly believe. I thought he was, anyway. Yeah, I firmly believe this up until the day they, they killed him. To that day, I said, if he's smart, which he's intelligent, he's here. He's on our soil. What better place to hide? Well, I've said it for many, many years the one conspiracy you'll get me to believe in is that we didn't kill him and throw him off in the ocean. I yes. Can, I can get behind that. That I can't remember the soldier that shot him. He's Rob made Neal. millions of money. I mean, this dude's on Fox News. I yeah, mean, Rob Neal. He's fucking killer right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's because he has this great story that the world... I'm will, the one that did it. Well, you know what I mean? You know. And it's hard for me to believe that you would even be a lot... I mean, there's so many more, like... There, there were so many Viet Cong that were killed that were way, way more dangerous. There was, oh yeah. I mean, they didn't even Osama they didn't wasn't even he wasn't even Adolf armed. Hitler. <laughs> you know, they yeah. didn't even glorify the guy that killed him. Do you know his name? Yeah, Adolf Hitler. No, that, killed, that killed him. him. He killed himself. Well, again, that's a great conspiracy right. theory. That that's sounds, what I was, that's that, what I was saying. <laughs> that sounds good, but right. he, more than likely, he was. Oh no! Yeah, I don't believe that he killed himself. That's what everybody wants you to. Th- that's what everybody says he did. Again, you know I mean? go. We don't know. I wasn't there. Again, <laughs> forty-five years before I was. Bound, I don't believe son. so either. I I think that somebody, whether it was a you know whatever France, American, Russian, whatever, they slaughtered his family, and it sounded way better that he did it. Well, and if you listen to Quentin Tarantino, and it, it must have been the, the bear. Too. Well, that fit the narrative for then, and right now the narrative is: is we needed a hero. We crashed a super sweet helicopter. Right. I mean, <laughs> fucked it up, yeah. you know, foobar so much so that we had to blow it up because we was afraid that they would actually take our shit and shoot it back at us. Exactly, like on scene. So. It makes much more sense to come away with the hero guy, and now he's on Fox News selling it. He's got books, and we believe it because every day we see him, and he says he did it. But for me, it was a lot easier just to bring the body back. I mean, we, we saw what the Iraqis did. Yeah, I to, never understood the whole thing with uh, wh- Saddam Hussein. Right. They showed the world. The absolute shit out of that yeah. dude. Why? Why, why well, dump him in the ocean? I, I never understood that. that. That made no sense to me from the very beginning. Well, we why? don't even... What? Well, this, this is the greatest tr- calamity <laughs> that's ever happened on true, American man. soil. And you mean to tell me an American took this dude out, shot him in the fucking face. Yeah. 
You don't think that, that body needs to be paraded through every fucking street in America? Again, it, we don't even do naval burials. But we burials. throw them in the ocean. We don't even, it didn't happen. We don't even do naval burials for our own people Mm-mm. anymore. Right. I mean, James Bond was the last dude I saw. What, fucking uh, <laughs> Sean Connery yeah. was the last dude I saw get dumped out to sea, and even he had a goddamn respirator. Right. <laughs> it was so a conspiracy I, yeah. then. Right. So that's why I, I always thought I'm, up until the day that they that he died, and I'm yeah. quote finger quote fingering fingerings it is that I thought he's here. Why would he be in a cave in fucking Pakistan? He's probably here. Not here, but I mean he's probably in America somewhere. Oh no, he's under a there. new fucking name. You know, I mean yeah, no, he he was there when we went and extracted him, but we didn't kill him. We brought him back to Guantanamo for a minute and after all the heat that came down on it, he went somewhere else, in my opinion. I, there's no way we would give up that asset. This dude has more dirt on every... Si- I mean, ISIS, he knew then what ISIS was going to become. And to me, you're not just going to... Throw him in the... Go- throw throw him him without in the any kind of... Sorry. No. I'm, I I I'm refused. Sorry. I refused. I gave up on the whole he's here thing. I get it. He wasn't here. I can say that. I'm okay. Dude. There. Why? Why do you think I believe that you dumped him in the fucking ocean an hour and a half after you fucking shot him in the face? The fucking most wanted man in history. One of my favorite facts <laughs> that really disgusts me about that whole thing is when they first figured out that they thought they killed him. You know, this is public stuff here. They measured him. They had a. They didn't have a measuring tape. They didn't have a tape measure. So after all this is said and done, and because that's how they ID'd him was by his height. That's it. That's yeah, the only that's thing, it. That's the only thing they used. Obama felt it necessary to give the sergeant who was in charge of this whole thing a golden tape measure on a plaque commemorating the fact that they couldn't identify this motherfucker because they didn't have a tape measure. It, it, it's so public, and and the whole hand. There was a ceremony of him getting this plaque. And it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That it's is like, some straight South Park shit, dude. Dude, it's like here, here's Harry. We're gonna celebrate the fact that you couldn't. You have no fucking clue who you killed. He was six five though. Great you killed head. a six five guy. I mean, that's the only fact that they have. You can you search it, folks. The the only thing that they had to figure out who that man was was his height. That's true. And I that's feel like he was shot the fuck up. I mean, well, yeah, there it wasn't yeah. just one shot in the head. The, the, I don't know. The pictures I've seen of the man that they said it was, you know, right. like I said, I, I truly believe that they brought his ass back. It was, wh- I mean, why would you totally scuttle a helicopter and bring in another super badass Black Hawk that's fucking totally stealthed out, you know, to, to recover? You wouldn't. No, they only recovered half of the Marines that hit the ground. Well, why? Because they took people with them. You know what I mean? It, they say it was so that they could scuttle the ship and all that, and they did, but they waited till that fucking helicopter came back and picked them up. That sounds like two trips. It does sound like two trips. It also sounds like the wrong and fastest is on the wrong syllable in this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that leads us into the actual conspiracy theory part. That'll be part two of the story that doesn't die. I'm Stetson. This is Jackie. CLFO. We out.